Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hello, Ellen. I am extraordinary. Oh, good. So today we are going to be talking about An X for Christmas by Lauren Lane, and later we are going to announce our end of the year awards. First annual. First annual. Yeah. (laughs) Most of the stuff we do is first annual. Yeah. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? Okay. So this is what I have been reading. Um, When we last met, I was Uh reading um, It's in His Kiss, which is Hyacinth's book from the Bridgerton Uh series. Then I read Fireworks, which is the new book from True North. In fact, my reading list is very similar to your reading list last week. From last week, yeah. By Serena Serena Bowen. Bowen. Yes. Um, Then I read Hot Winter Nights, which is not the Baywatch series. It is the Heartbreakers Bay series. I'm surprised you don't get that right, Ellen. By Jill Mm -hmm. Chavez. And um, then I read An X for Christmas by Lauren Lane. However, um, I also listened to the audio book of Dr. Strange Beard. Because it just came out. And... That guy's voice is just delightful, so I got yeah, some of that. It is, it is pretty nice. Um, so most of my reading list from this week is comprised of last week in our Mail Time segment, I read an email from Kathy who recommended a podcast called Read Me Romance. It's hosted by um, the two authors that make up Alexa Riley and um, the one author that makes up Tessa Bailey. Uh, so I listened to, it's like they read novellas every day, Monday through Friday. Um, and they, so they'll read a novella in a week. Um, so I listened to Closer by Alexa Riley, Renaissance Man by Tessa Bailey, Fake Love by Claire Contreras, Heavy Equipment by Sky Warren, and Red Hot Winter by Kay Webster. So I'm all the way caught up. Um, mom is not allowed to listen to this podcast. So I've been told. <laughs> Kath, Kathy, shame on you for recommending this for my mom and I. Um, yeah, there I'm like, oh, nope, mom can't listen to this one. Oh, nope, mom can't listen to this one. Um, yeah, they're um, steamy. So if you're into that, which, you know, I'm not opposed, but um, you should check it out. But apparently she's opposed to me being into yes, that. Yes, um, mom can't be into that. Um, and I also read... Uh, also at the, who recommended this one? I can't remember it. I'm really sorry that I didn't look it up. Um, I read Coming in from the Cold, Falling from the Sky, and Shooting for the Stars by Serena Bowen, which is in her Gravity series. Um, it was cute. It's a really good, like, if you're looking for a wintertime series to read right now, it's really good for that. Um, not Christmassy, but they're snowboarders and skiers and things like that by trade and um so it's a lot of wintertime activities um it was really cute i liked it and the second one is the one that was recommended to us which is about a guy who is a snowboarder and he gets um paralyzed he loses the um, the ability to use his legs um and it was it was cute. I liked that one, I think, the best of the three. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend it. Um, okay. So, today we are going to be talking about An X for Christmas by Lauren Lane. It is actually the fifth book in her Love Unexpectedly series. Um, and I can't tell from reading the descriptions of the other books how they're tied together. So, I would say that this is definitely safe to read as a standalone. Yeah, because I had no idea it was part of a series. Yeah. Um, so, for this book description, there was really only one course of action. Kelly is alone for Christmas, the first without her family. She runs into a psychic who says her true love she did already meet. She begins a quest to find love with a list of all her exes. Meanwhile, she's got this best friend, Mark, whom her ex list it really vexes. Cause he just wants her for his own. Will she ever really know? She has to sense their spark. All she should want for Christmas is Mark. That was awesome, Ellen. (laughs) 
it's a little it's a little dodgy there in some parts and That's my voice okay. is, it was very sweet I, my I, voice is not um mariah carey levels but you know whose is really whose is your boobs are about the same size <laughs> thanks mom um <laughs> So that was my description because they talked about that song enough that I figured I yeah, have to do something. That was that very cute. You, that was, and you even nice. sounded very nice. Oh, thanks, mom. Um, so, what did you think of an X for Christmas? I really liked this book. I thought it was very cute, very cute yes. little Christmas romance yes. story. Yeah. Um, she drove me crazy through a lot of the book, but it all worked we're, out in the gonna, end. We're gonna get to that, but yeah, um, yeah, super, just like perfect little Christmas book, right? Right. I mean, there's nothing groundbreaking taking place here or, um, you know, that far off base from what we're used to, but just so delightful. Yeah. And he was, he, but like, why is he so hot? Like, come on. We're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, and I really respected her affinity for Hallmark movies, as I'm sure you're aware. Yes. There were several things from this book. I thought, oh, we love Love Actually. Oh, yeah, we do love Ellen Love loves Actually. Hallmark movies. <laughs> what What is your favorite? This will be our first question. What is your favorite couple from Love Actually? Ah, oh, my favorite couple from Love Actually would be. Uh, I think I would go with Colin Firth and the Portuguese Girl. We do quote that a lot. Yeah, we, we always say we always say yes is just being in, my answer. <laughs> yeah, and just in cases. And just in cases. Those are <laughs> those are two things we say yes all the time. Yes is my answer to the question. <laughs> um, I do really I do like Hugh Grant. I and, do like Hugh Grant. Yeah. And um and the little girl that works for him. Um Yeah, I yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's tangential. Um so, first question, first actual question. What did you think of the more conversational tone of this book? Because it's very first person, very informal. Um, it's like she's talking to us a lot right. as the reader. So, um, And how it's did you... definitely just a one POV, so yes. it's only her POV. Um, I liked it. I thought it was very, it was a very fast, easy read. It was... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, easy to get into, and, and um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it really felt, like, fit with the vibe of the book, right? Definitely. I mean, it is Definitely. it is very fun and kind of a little bit more whimsical, and so it kind of, I thought, worked well with that. Um, would I want every book to be read like that? Not necessarily, but I, I liked it for this book and for her character. Well, and, and it, I feel like you're a friend of hers along on this journey yes, with her. Yeah, it, you really, like, I really felt like, Oh, like, she's our buddy now. She's, like, talking to us and telling us about all of her... Except I have some things to talk to her about. Okay, yeah. We're here. (laughs) Let's let's get into this. So what did you think of Kelly as our heroine? I thought she was cute. I thought she was funny. I thought she was very sweet. She would drive me nuts because, dang it. Okay, first of all, right off the bat, when she talked to the... When that psychic girl talked to her, lady talked to her at the train station... And she mm-hmm. said that she'd already met her, you know, her love of her life. Right off the bat, I thought, she never said it was one of your ex-boyfriends. Never yeah. did that come up. Okay, so. here's the thing, though. Here's where I think I will try and defend her a little bit. Because I went, because we kind of briefly talked about this, because it was a bugaboo for both of us. Um, I wrote down what was said during this exchange. Okay. So the psychic says, the one you seek, your forever guy, the love of your life, you've already met him. And she says, well, I think you're mistaken. I'm single. And she says, I didn't say you weren't single. I said you'd already met him. You just let him go. He'll come back to you before Christmas. Oh, so well, the the you let him go thing, I think, is misleading. And I think that's where she was coming from. But I never, I mean, never though did I just assume that it was going to be one of her exes. Because this was even yeah. before we knew about Mark. I mean, the whole thing, her interaction with the um, psychic was before we even heard anything about Mark or talked about Mark. Or, yeah. Because she didn't talk about him till she got, you know, to, to home. Yeah, to her home. Um, 
And then, though, ah, so like they're already hooking up and she's still making dates with ex-boyfriends. And I'm like, girl, dang, look what you've got in your bed. Why are you going? So I was willing to give her like the benefit of the doubt. But then when they start sleeping together, she says, "Um, what I have with Mark is just sex. It's separate from my quest for my soulmate. It's like, but why? Like, right. and, it, and you're having sex with your best friend. It can't just be sex. Like, let's be clear about that. And it couldn't get any better than that. I mean. <laughs> I know. God. She was, I mean, she was killing me because he is like, well, so but beautiful. We did, but. And you and I talked about this before, but. I think where it comes from is she had a lot of personal insecurities yes, about, yes, you know, herself. Yes. And so she, I think in her mind was thinking, there's no way, you know, first of all, he was crazy hot, as she yeah. would mention frequently. Well, and as I told you when we talked about this previously, we need to stop talking about it previously, I understand, so that we aren't reiterating ourselves <laughs> We try not to, but it's really hard for us. Yeah. Because <laughs> we talk um, a lot. Because we talk a lot, and then it comes up. Um, but she... She describes him at one point as a 10 and herself as a 6.5 on a good day. And so I get that she kind of doesn't even look at him as an option because she's like, I feel super inferior to his hotness levels and him as a person. I mean, the way he's described, he is perfect. So um, seemed good to me. Yeah. So (laughs) I, I can understand and relate to like seeing someone and being friends with someone who is like you deem so far out of your league that you're just like no like this is yeah. this would never happen so like let's just write this off completely um so and I so I will also take her back on that it's just when they started having sex and it was very apparent that he had feelings for her that I was like girlfriend <laughs> let's let's snap out of it and realize that that was that was when I audibly said out loud, "Oh my gosh, Kelly!" <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah, when she's making dates with other guys and she's like just had sex like all day with him, and I'm like, "Gosh, she, dang, girl!" She did kind of like at least. Well, and her whole thing was, I'm just going to go tell him that I'm not interested anymore. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not into this anymore. And then, like, the one yeah. guy was, it turned out to be gay. Well, and-, and even, yeah, and even when Colin shows up, she's like, uh, yeah. this doesn't feel right. I'm going to just tell him no. He kisses her. Right. Like, she doesn't try to kiss him. And Mark sees so, that. Yeah. So, all, I mean, I won't say she was making dates, but it was pissing me off that she wasn't, like, catching on to the fact that. She should be going for that. Yeah. Um, but I did so, like her. I, I do yes. have to point out, I was an elementary school teacher for many years. <laughs> and anytime I read one of these books about an elementary school teacher and their classroom is so cute and they just love all their students, I just think, man, their experience is way different. Very than different mine. than mine. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I highlighted a line that she talks about where she talks about teaching. I'm like, mom will have something to say about this. <laughs> Um, no, she was, she was super cute. She's a lot of fun. She's like exactly the kind of heroine that you want to hang out with for a book around the holidays. You know, I loved her very Christmassy spirit and, you know, especially as a counterpoint to his, who's like a little, like a little bah humbuggy. And she's just like, no, let's go get a tree. Let's decorate. Let's listen to Christmas music. (laughs) And, um, I thought that was cute. And I loved the relationship of, but you have to go with me. You always go with me. You have to do this with me. You always do this with me. I love yeah. the whole, because we love the um, friends to lovers, unrequited yes. love for forever. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. so I just love that whole, but you have to go with me to get a tree. That's just what we do every year. You have to go yeah. with me and I have to use your truck because you have to come help me cut it down because that's what you always do. <laughs> and I love when he like is messing with her and um, like, it's like, no, get down and cut the tree yourself. Like, <laughs> Because you can tell she dressed all up. Yeah. <laughs> Very sneaky. Very. So we've already referred to this, but what did you think of Mark? And what did you think of not getting his POV until the very end? Well, I was because I thought about that. And um, it was another one of those where, kind of like the hating game, where you mm-hmm. don't want to have the POV till the very end because it turns out he's been in love with her like this whole time. Okay, 
I here's where I have a bone to pick. I know that you don't always read the descriptions. Did you read the description for this book? No. Okay, so the description for this book kind of pisses me off. I'm just going to say that. Um, because it talks about how, it talks about her quest to find an ex. And then, like, it says, but Mark is not going to stand for it. He stood by and watched her go after, you know, the wrong no. guy for all their all their lives. And he is not going to, like, so let like, her slip away. So, like, ruins the big reveal at the yeah! end. Yeah! Which, I mean, obviously, I've read romance. I could have seen that one coming. But... Um, especially, like, it, the description made it sound like you were going to get both POVs, he was going to be, like, kind of doing some machinations to get her to, to derail her plans, which he does, but, like, we would have seen that from his perspective, and so the description really pissed me off. I'm just going to... That's why I don't read descriptions. That's why I don't like watching Turkish television before the subtitles come out. I don't like little (laughs) things ruined before I get the whole story. See, whereas I'm all about that. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so I was I was mad at that, and I feel like if you're just going to give one POV, the back description should just be from one POV. Right. That's just my two cents. Um, but let's read this description of Mark. Six foot two, age 28, dark hair, dark eyes, buff, Levi's and flannel wearing, sarcastic and no-nonsense, a Virgo, and happens to be a really good p- cook. Uh, yes, please. Salt. Yes. <laughs> You had me at six foot two. <laughs> you had me at let's read this description of Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was so swoony, kind of grumpy, which we know I like. Yes. Um, and yeah, he was he was just such a dreamboat. He was. And that and the, added to our frustration with her. Yeah. I think, and the but. fact that he, you know, it turns out, sorry, spoiler alert. He's been in love with her, like, since high school. so sweet. I know. So. And when he, like, had gotten her the corsage. Oh, that was my swooniest moment. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, but that is so cute. And when he's, like, telling her, he's like, I've been in love with you. I am in love with you. And I also love (laughs) the other thing that made me laugh was when she's like, but don't you feel like after, it's like after they've had sex and he's like, don't you feel, she's like, don't you feel weird? Like we've always been like brother and sister. He's like, I have never thought of you as a sister. <laughs> never thought of you as a sister. <laughs> Ever. And after they've had sex, doesn't she have to kind of like assume that that's the case? Come on. I would hope so. Cause yeah. that would be weird. Yeah. Um, but my heart just kind of broke for him. I wrote down this. This is what his ex-girlfriend, Erica, is that her Erica. name? Yeah, she's telling, um, she's talking to Kelly, and she says, start paying attention, and you'll see that he's only in a relationship as long as you're in a relationship. When you're single, he makes sure he's single, too. And I'm just like, oh, Mark, <laughs> like, how cute can you be? Stop. Well, and even when she got home, and he was um, with his girlfriend, and she's just like, oh, you're with your girlfriend. And then later, yeah. he's like, yeah, we just broke up. <laughs> it's like, well, of course, Kelly's coming home. He's got to break up with his yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> um. That being said, it had been 10 years. He should have tried a little bit harder. Yes. Yeah, because if he felt that way, put it out there and say something. Yeah, I mean, I get that it didn't work out when he was in high school. But even that, like, they could have quickly But He, made it, he may have had his um, insecurities as well. We don't know. We didn't get but his But he's feelings. so hot. Yes. Just kidding. Hot guys never have insecurities. <laughs> Um, okay, so what did you think of the eventual conclusion on destiny and fate? Well, I don't believe in any of that superstitious stuff, and I yeah. don't believe in, you know, horoscopes or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, it was funny. It was a funny aspect that she was so into that, but I liked the fact that, well, I even told you, I said at one point, I thought, uh, yeah. It was going to be that Mark had hired the psychic lady, the crazy lady in the train station, to say that to her so that then it might make her think, oh, it's someone I already know. And then he, you know, was just being frustrated by the exes thing. But then, yeah. but and then as I got true. into the story more, I thought, oh, he wouldn't do that because it was too sneaky and kind of underhanded. But, yeah. um, uh, um, 
you know, to play on, it would have been sneaky for him to play on her superstitious mentality. But I like the fact that um, at the end when she's like, it has nothing to do with when you're born, nothing to, you know, I love you. And even though, you know, none of, nothing else matters. I don't care when you're born. I don't care what the magic eight ball says. I don't care about any of that stuff. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I like, I really, there's a line where she says, cause she's kind of being faced with Colin, her ex. And she says, um, Colin might be the guy that destiny chose for me, but he's not the one I choose. And I really, I was like, okay, cool. I like this message of like, you know, I'm not going to just go based off of what my magic eight ball tells me. I'm going to choose for myself and he is what I want. And I kind of wish that she hadn't backtracked on that by having her run into the lady and like her having this revelation, like, oh my gosh, you were talking about Mark the whole time. Right. I kind of wish that it, that that hadn't happened. I would have been fine if she just was like, made the decision, this is what I want, this is what's good for me, I'm going after this thing, not because somebody told me so, but because I choose this. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're of the same mind that, like, soulmates aren't really a thing, right? Oh, yeah. No, there's no such thing as soulmates. Or one person for everybody. I No, absolutely not. I feel that you could love a lot of people and be perfectly happy with a lot of people. Some people would require more work than others. (laughs) You want the ones that require less work. Yeah. Okay. That's what I I thought that that, we were of the same mindset of that. So that's why I liked where that went. And then I kind of wish that it hadn't backtracked like that. But it was still cute. I liked... And I, well, I remember there's a, um, your brother, Ryan, I can uh-huh. say his name because Cause we've talked about, him we before. talked about him before. Um, he was working at a market, uh, years ago, right after high school. And he was working with this girl and she was really kind of into all that kind of stuff. Astrology. Astrology and, and all this stuff. And she asked him one time, she said, when's your birthday? And he said, you know, whenever his birthday was. And she says, oh, my gosh, don't you just love being a Sagittarius? And he's like, um, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> we're not into that kind of stuff at all. Yeah. So now that's always like a big joke. Whenever we talk about astrology, will... I'm always like, Ryan, don't you just love being a Sagittarius? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, I had a coworker that was crazy into this stuff. And I've never, I'm a Leo. I've never like super identified. I think I identified more as a Leo when I was like a feisty younger kid, but I don't feel as like fiery Leo. You've these lost days. your Leoness. Yeah, I've lost my edge. Um, but she was like, oh no, you can't just go based off that. You have to read your like full star chart. And so she read me my full star chart. And I would say, like, reading a full star chart, it is kind of like, spooky how accurate it can be well i'm glad you feel that way i think it's all a bunch of hooey but i mean not that i'm i'm sure there are people out there who love this stuff and that's great good for you i am not one of them it is a little crazy and i think the the like whole mercury uh mercury rising thing that is also strange like when things are just kind of falling apart and it's because when the moon Mercury's is in, in retrograde. <laughs> when the moon is uh, in the And anyway. Jupiter aligns with Mars. With Mars. <laughs> so there's a sentiment expressed in this book that when men and women are friends, they should take a step back when either party enters a relationship. Would you agree with this? You mean like back off so that they don't interfere with their relationship? Yes. Well, I know you're going to have something to say about yes, this. Yes, <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> Ellen was very much in the in this situation. Yes. Uh, so what so, do you think, Ellen? Well, yes, I agree with that. Because it's gotten me. I had, a, I had a really good friend growing up. He's still a very dear friend. Um and our families were good friends our families did everything together yeah and him and i were the closest in age um and so we were really good friends growing up and uh, i could talk about these people right nobody's gonna listen to it um (laughs) 
he dated a really good friend of a really good girlfriend of mine when we were in high school. And it caused a lot of tension because she would get mad that, um, I mean, they essentially partly broke up because she was mad that I had a better relationship with him than she did. Well. (laughs) And, but there was, it was not a romantic relationship at all. It was just a friend relationship. Right. Yes. And, um... And it's, I've, historically, girls that he's dated do not like me. Um, and so I get, so I wrote down this line, it's not because you're dating bad guys or because he's dating bitchy women, it's just, it's normal for new relationships to be jealous and Mark's a damn good catalyst for jealousy, which I get that. Um, but, yes, so I would agree with that that it's probably a good idea to take a step back. Um, Not that I was ever very good at that. Well, it would have been hard for you two because we did so much stuff together with their family. Yeah, and that was the problem. Because, anyway. Anyway, that was a long time ago. But um, they didn't get married anyway, so it all worked out. And and now he's married uh, to a girl that I don't think I've ever had beef with. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think anyone has. She's delightful. Yes. So, um, yeah. So it all worked out. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know that I had feelings about that. So I just had to talk about I it. I knew you did. I, when I was reading the book, I thought, oh, this reminds me of Ellen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is your swooniest moment? Oh, we already talked about your swooniest moment. Well, but you can. Elaborate. There's more to it, though, than that. But yeah. when he brings her the old dried up corsage. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, he had bought it for her to take her, he, no, I don't know why he didn't just ask her to the prom I know, or whatever it was. that's what I'm talking about. He well, and she didn't have a harder. date, and so he was going to just take her, and he'd bought this corsage, and then she decided to go with her girlfriends, and just go with her girlfriends. And um, so he gave her this old dried up corsage that he had bought her, and he was going to express his love to her and, and mm-hmm. do all of that. And I get that maybe it worked out better that that didn't happen because when you express your love to someone when you're 17 or 18 years old, it doesn't always work out that you become, you know, the forever lover. MFEO. You, yeah, yeah. Um, but also I loved the magic eight ball that he got her. That yeah, he rigged, that was cute. That he Come rigged on. to ask her to marry him. And then, you know, every answer was yes. So Yeah. <laughs> He felt so, very confident in her shaking that magic so gate So that ball. if she shook it, the answer was always yes, 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 yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was cute. Um, so my swooniest moment was when they were cutting down the tree. Um, I just knew you liked I, that part. <laughs> yeah, just because it was like the first hints about, and I just like kind of him messing with her and, you know, and then all the like innuendo that was taking place, yes. talking about thick trunks and things like that. <laughs> um, the other the other cute moment, though, that I want to call out is the car picnic that he set up for her. Oh, that was cute. And their and, snowball fight was cute, too. Yeah, that, yeah, that was cute. So anyway. There were a lot of swoony moments. Um, and I just have to call this line out because it made me laugh. Um, so she's talking about how her dog hates the snow. and <laughs> That made me think of you, too. <laughs> yeah, she's like... <laughs> Sure enough, the dog bounds outside only to come to an instant halt and look around him as though the universe itself has betrayed him. This is my dog. Every time we go out in the rain or snow, he's just like, what? Because my dog lives for going outside, but he hates the rain and the snow. And so when it's happening, he's just like, oh, gosh, why is everything being taken from me? And it just made me laugh. Well, I even was talking to Ellen and I said, the funny thing, because I have two dogs. And they're, mine are big dogs. Ellen's is a small dog. But um, yeah. the funny thing is, is we'll take them to a lake or the river, and we can't keep them out of the water. They are just, like, constantly running and jumping in the water, in the water constantly. But if we're home and I let them out to go out in the rain, it's like I'm pulling their claws out. <laughs> whereas, Why are you doing this to me? See, whereas my dog does not like to swim. And to the point where, like, I took him paddleboarding one time, and I got on a different paddleboard and was, like, rowing away from him. 
And he was so, like, panicked that I was leaving him that he jumped in the water and started swimming towards me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you love me so much that you're facing your greatest fear to come get me. And it just made my heart full. This has turned into a romance about our dogs. (laughs) He's the only romance I have. (laughs) Well, he does love you very much, Ellen. He does. (laughs) And apparently other people, too. Yes, that's true. Yeah, my dog went on a tirade humping our friend uh, last night, and so... And they sent us video after video. Of- I was, yeah, because it was going on for a really long time, and it I was cracking us up. stamina. Yeah, I was impressed. Like, he came home and, like, you know, smoked a cigarette <laughs> and snapped yeah, for a really long time. time. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, it was really funny. But I was like, wow, Steve, I'm glad that, like, we don't have some weird Oedipal complex where I have to put up with this all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we digress enormously. Enormously. Anyway, Christmas book. Super cute. <laughs> Super um, cute. <laughs> uh, so I got a couple of messages from some people about this book. Um, Paige said, will I reread this book next Christmas? Shaking Magic 8-Ball. It is certain. The hero was so likable, and what a cute H-E-A. Definitely. Definitely. Agree. Um, Kristen, when we announced that we were reading this book, she said, I haven't read this one yet, but I'm a huge Lauren Lane fan, uh, so I'm sure it'll be fabulous, and I hope you all love it. I think it's safe to say we did. It was super enjoyable. Well, and I, because Ellen always gets nervous. Here's what makes Ellen nervous. When she picks a book from an author that she's never read before, and then yeah. I read it first. Yeah. If you are worried about, if you wonder about this, read, watch, listen to the podcast about the hookup. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, so she kept saying, how is it, Mom? How is it? How, <laughs> what do, how what do you think? How How's the it sex? <laughs> I was like, it oh. did get fairly sexy, but nothing. Sexy, but it was not out of control. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I think this was a great pick. I I really liked it. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to check out some more uh, Lauren Lane. I really liked her. Yeah, it was fun. Cute. Very cute. Yeah. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on An X for Christmas by Lauren Lane. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, Goodreads Group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMom'sRum, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On December 24th, Christmas Eve... We we'll will be, be together dis- for that one. And I'm we sure it'll will. be a giggly mess. I'm always it, really giggly on the ones where we are together. Yeah, it's true. Um, we'll be discussing How the Dukes Stole Christmas by Sarah McLean, Tessa Dare, Sophie Jordan, and Joanna Shoup. It is a series of novellas, so even if you just want to read a couple, you can do that. Also in that episode, we are going to give a review on Mom's first Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, that's right. Um, the movie is still TBD, so let us know if there's one that you think we should do. We've already gotten some suggestions. I'm going to have to take a look at all of these. Um But I was also thinking that maybe one of the Netflix Christmas movies might be a better idea since they are a little bit more accessible to everybody. Because I know Hallmark movies are like kind of super difficult to find sometimes. So let me know. If you're trying to find an individual movie, they're hard to find. Yeah. I I can find my, I've got like three Hallmark channels on my TV. But if I want to look at a specific movie, it's hard to find one. Yeah, so let me know if you like that idea better to do one of the Netflix Christmas movies. Um, But for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be doling out our end-of-the-year awards, so stay with us. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and the mail. (laughs) It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and the mail. Oh, but it's time for a break. So that's your... Wow, that's very controversial, Ellen. I know. <laughs> Nar, well, Nara requested that I do the break jingle in the style of a Christmas song. And since that song is such a hot button topic right now, I Look thought at it you be being all... Ooh, I'm so edgy. You are so edgy. <laughs> I've always that's said people, so. That's what people think about me. Ellen? That Ellen is very edgy. She's so edgy. Um, so, we only really have one piece of, like, mail-type 
thing. Um, so Angela on Twitter, she said, hi, do you know of or can you recommend any books involving a Manny? It's literally just popped into my head and now I'd like to read one kissy emoji. Um, so I told her, I tweeted back and I said, well, actually, the book that we are going to read on February 11th called Rafe by Rebecca Weatherspoon is a Manny book. Um, and I know I've read more, but it's really hard to like do a search for this. I don't think I've um, ever read a Manny book. I swear I have. Well, so I so wait for it by Mariana Zapata. Like it's not quite Manny, but it does have some like the man doing childcare for the woman elements to it. Um, and oh, then yeah, I yeah, I had, it took me a minute to figure out which one that was. Yeah. So then I did, so a like kind of little search that I did came up with Loving the Manny by D.D.M. Scott, Misadventures with a Manny by Tony Aleo, uh, and then Manny by Piper Rain, and then Sustained by Emma Chase has some child care elements as well, Marine for Hire by Tana Fenske. And Eight Days a Week by Amber L. Johnson. So those all have Manny elements to them. But I couldn't think of... I know I know that I've read a Manny book, and that's not Manny, but Nanny. The Nanny by Melissa Nathan is, like, one of my favorite books ever. It's more chick-litty than romance, but it is... It's really good. I love that book. It's funny, because... So, when Check my kids were little, I had sweet little Ellen, and then her two brothers were quite rowdy boys. Uh-huh. And I always liked using boy babysitters, especially as they got a little older, because... Um, I can't think of a single boy babysitter that we oh, had. I know that we had a boy babysitter. And because um, I would try to request him to come over, and he was a good babysitter. Because you weren't... You didn't need babysat. Um, other than that, we don't really have any news or anything. Um, I have been listening to a true crime podcast, if you're into that, but it's deeply disturbing, and to the point where I had to stop listening to it, because it was messing with my head a lot. It's called Sword and Scale, if that's what you're into. If that's what you're into. uh, (laughs) um, And then your life has just been a true crime. Okay, I'm going to get into this, um, because you guys, it's really freaking me out, but I had... I have a peephole on the door to my apartment and somebody had like pried off the front of it so they can look into my apartment and it troubles me deeply. First of all, there's not a whole lot going on, so it can't possibly be that exciting. (laughs) First of all, he probably got bored and left. (laughs) It's like all this girl does is watch Hallmark Christmas movies. And In her sweats. Yeah. <laughs> but this is also on the heels of somebody like full on broke into my apartment and walked in. and Like used it, a key, walked into your apartment. Yeah. And so I'm feeling oddly targeted. And then I've been listening to these true crime podcasts and it's just doing a number on me. So I'm in the mood for happy podcasts right now. I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music over the past couple of days, and I feel like that's helping. I've heard that Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is, is one of the best. <laughs> I don't know if I could listen to those two for too long. <laughs> they are super annoying. <laughs> anyway, hope you enjoyed that tangent about, <laughs> about Ellen and her. How deeply disturbed I am. Um, so that's it for the break. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Welcome back. So as we said, we are going to kind of go over some of our picks and some of your picks for our end of the year, best of the year, 2018 awards. So, um, we kind of outlined some of our topics and we're just going to dive right in. This is, so we could have done, you know, mom's pick and mom, my pick, but, um, mom decided she was not going to remember enough of them. (laughs) You can't expect me to remember. I mean, I've literally read uh, over 150 books this year and there's no way I'm going to remember every one of them. Yeah. 
So um, our first category is best audiobook um, that we listened to this year. So there were some good candidates. We could have picked Marriage of Inconvenience. We could have picked any of the Winston Brother books okay. that we listened to. It all depends on the accents. Now, you guys who have listened to this podcast know that I love me some yeah. a- accents. And I loved Dan's accent in, you know, his Boston accent in Marriage yeah. of Inconvenience. And then the I Winstons loved, with I their love Tennessee. the Tennessee sex voice. Um, non-accent book that we did like was the Devil's mm. Rock series. Devil- they Ooh. have... Some, well, they did have a little bit of a Texas twang to them, so there was still yeah. some accent there. But and he just, just had that really deep, gravelly, gravelly voice. Puts mm. zings mm. in our things. But, but if you listen to this podcast, you know that there's really only one way we could have gone with this, and that is Wanderlust by Lauren Blakely, as narrated by Richard, Richard Armitage, Armitage and some girl. And some other girl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Richard Armitage was on there. <laughs> but if you stick Richard Armitage describing sex scenes in a book for us, Dang. that's just going to win every year. Yeah. Holy cow. That's unbeatable. Crazy. I mean, I literally had to stop it at one point when he was describing the kiss and, and we were in the car and their first kiss. And I said, honey, I told my husband, I said, you've just got to listen to this. Just listen to this. Because I really think <laughs> you're going to understand <laughs> where I'm coming from. Where I'm coming from with this. And I had him listen to that part. He didn't seem as oppressed as I was. But I wonder why. Um, that's probably Fine. for the best that he wasn't. Um, I, meanwhile, was listening to part of this book while in a sandwich shop. And I was not listening to a kiss. I mean, there was kissing involved. <laughs> but there was also more involved. And I was just sitting there, like, blushing, <laughs> like, head to toe. Head to toe. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyway, um, so Wanderlust wins best audiobook um, for this year. Most awkward sex scene that mom and I read together. There you were know so the, many. <laughs> there was a few. So there was Harris Brothers by Amy Dawes, um, which mom read first, and I read afterwards and was deeply mortified that mom had read it. And I even told um, you, I said, you're going to read this, and you're going to say, wow, I can't believe mom read this before me. There was Accidental Tryst, which Mom and I were reading at the same time, which made that uncomfortable. In the same room. There was The Varley and The Voyeur by L.H. Causeway and Penny Reed, which is not all that bad, but the premise, I started the book with that premise, and I was embarrassed Concerned. that Mom was going to read that. <laughs> um, Beautiful Lawman, which is just so hot and affected me so deeply that I was embarrassed that Mom was going to read that. Um, but really, again, if you listen, one, (laughs) if you listen to this podcast, you know that it has to be the hookup by Kristen Ashley, which has a scene involving anal and it, it will go down in infamy for our family. Really? (laughs) It really is a family thing because I was reading it and cracking up because I knew, I knew when I was reading, I was like, Ellen's going to just die when she knows that I read this already. (laughs) And so then I was laughing and my husband's like, what's so funny? What are you laughing about? So then I had my husband read it. And then so Ellen had to read it knowing that not only did her mom read it, but her dad read it. (laughs) And they read it together, which is weird. Um, So had to go to the hookup, which... We liked that. I remember we liked that book, liked but the book. really the main thing we remember from that book is that it had anal. <laughs> well, um, we've read other books that have that. It's just that that was like our first venture into it together. Casmataz1981 <laughs> uh, on Instagram, she guessed that it would be Kiss Quotient, which also was very, very steamy. Um, but Nara, Nara knew what she was saying when she said the most <laughs> awkward will definitely be any scene from the hookup. Yeah, that's true. Nara has obviously listened. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. That was that was bad. Um, best listener recommendation. Uh, we had so many amazing listener recommendations. Well, most of what we do now is just listener recommendations. Yeah, because so. you guys know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you get us. You get us. Yeah. Um, there are those that try to put in the really saucy ones just because they want you to be super embarrassed. Gosh. Um, <laughs> Accidental Trist was recommended by Kathy. The Countess was recommended by, I believe, Tabitha. Wanderlust was recommended by Sarah. And then 
the whole Harris Brothers series um, by Amy Dawes was recommended by Noya, and I think that that was a huge success for yeah, us. We, we really that liked one that one. Um, but really, best listener recommendation, we decided, had to go to the True North series, which was recommended to us by Jennifer, just because that was such a success for us. We really, really loved that whole loved series. It. And we still are. I mean, yeah, it's still going. Out, and we, yeah. Yeah, and we still um, loved it. And, like, Bountiful was so good. Was so good. And Speakeasy and uh, Steadfast. They're all, like... They're all really good. Really good. Um, Sarah recommended Wanderlust by Lauren Blakely. Or she guessed that it was going to be Wanderlust by Lauren Blakely, but I think that's mainly because Sarah was the one who recommended Wanderlust. Um, <laughs> and we did and Cas- love Wanderlust. Yeah, and Kazmataz 1981 guessed Accidental Trist, which we also really loved that one. We did um, too. Y'all just really delivered. And if you've seen our schedule for uh, the next block, which we're, I guess, technically in right now... Um, all of it is listener, basically all of it is listener recommendations. So we know that you guys are going to do us right in 2019 as well, and we're excited. Um, we had an uh, additional category added for best banter. Um, there's a lot that we could have considered. Um, we thought about Indigo, but really, when you're talking banter, and I know that this came out a couple years ago, but Mom read it this year... It has to go to the hating game. Yes. Uh, there's, It's going to be hard to top the hating game for banter. I mean, it's just off the charts. And and a lot of, because we've talked so much about how we love witty banter, that a lot of books are recommended to us because of that. the banter. So we've mm-hmm. read a lot of books with great banter in them. So it was hard, yeah. to, hard to choose. Indigo was a surprising. I think that's why Indigo stuck out to me is because... It was like surprising that it had as good right. a banter as you, it did because for a for the time period that it was in, you wouldn't. Yeah, and the setting and all yeah. of that. It was just interesting. but it was a lot of fun banter in there. Yeah, um, best book BFF, which we were kind of describing. You know, everybody talks about book BF, which is be- book boyfriend. So we were talking about which heroine we would like as our BFF. Our BFF. Yeah. Um, we thought about Simone in Dr. Strangebeard, who was utterly delightful. And I just um, listened to that again, and, and she is delightful. Yeah. Stella in Kiss Quotient, also a lot of fun to spend some time with. Lucy in Hating Game, yeah. another worthy candidate. Iris in Longshot, she came close because she is just so We just admired strong. her so much. Yeah. Um... But we decided to give it to Hazel in Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. Which um, we didn't do a podcast on. No. But we but both read this year. When I mean, she was immediately who came to my mind when talking about, like, my favorite heroine of the year. Um, rarely do I come out of a book liking the heroine more than the hero. <laughs> but this was the case with Josh and Hazel. I just thought she was so cute and so fun and and quirky uh, and yeah and just a lot of fun to spend a book with yeah um so for listeners recommendations for this category nara she said lotus hashtag fierce and i think she was thinking we were talking about like friends in a book right and lotus is a very good friend Friend in a book Yeah, she is hashtag fierce. Um, and I'm super excited for Lotus to get yeah. her own book. Um, out next. Sarah said, uh, new to me, but Penelope Featherington. I can't believe I had never read the Bridgertons. I'm making up for it now, though. Um, and Penelope is an excellent choice. We do love choice. Penelope. Yeah. And she probably would have been in the running if it had been our first time reading Penelope this year. But we decided to stick to... Um, Books we read this year. Yeah. Um, best book boyfriend. Now, this was probably our hardest category. This was the hardest one, because here's the deal. And I told Ellen, I said, my the my favorite book boyfriend is who's ever in whatever book I'm reading at the time, because yeah. I'm in love with every guy that I read, that I'm yes. reading at the time. And so for me to pick one, they're all just so dreamy, because, of course, they're heroes in romance novels. So, of course, yeah. they're written to be perfect men. And here's the thing. We read Winston Brothers this year. Yeah. Mom read Winston Brothers for the first time this year. 
We read most of... Well, we read all of the Knitting in the City. city So we could have picked any of those guys, which, if you listen, you know that we love them profoundly. Um, August in Longshot, who is just... Oh, I love him. The sweetest. And, gosh, I love him. Um, Josh in the Hating Game. Yes. Such a good pick. Um... Zachariah and Bountiful, Virgin Hero Alert. We love him. Oh my him. gosh, we love Zachariah. Um, Gareth and Dominate, who was, you know, yeah. feisty yeah, and like- also attractive and also took care of business. Yeah, um, Dominate me. And then... <laughs> But, I, just say, I just say stuff like that because I know it drives you nuts. Yeah, exactly. But we decided to give it to Mr... Mr. Julia Roberts himself, Michael, in the Kiss Quotient. Yes. Um, he was very sweet, very dreamy, knew his way around. If very you know relatable. I mean. I mean, he just seemed like someone that you would just like to yeah. know and hang out with. Yeah. So that is who we're giving best book boyfriend to. And I think a lot of you would agree with that pick. But it was hard. It was like choosing my favorite child. It was really hard. The thing that you're going to notice is we tried to spread the love as much as we could with our winners for these books. Um, So we hope that you understand if we don't give it to who you think is actually the actual best. Um Nara said best book fr- boyfriend should be Roscoe from Dr. Strangebeard or Dan from Marriage Inconvenience. She says, Penny Reads Heroes always get me. Girl, same. Same. Um, Sarah said, the book isn't new, but it's new to me. Colin Bridgerton. Again, if... We Colin, do love Colin Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah. If, and if we had both read that book fresh this year, he would probably be winning because he is up there with like my top book boyfriends of all time um okay swooniest moment of the year there was also a lot for this category there was we had a hard time um we considered the sick bed scene in the hating game because just when he's like holding her and taking care of her what is more swoony than that the whole scene where he's sitting against the bed the headboard with her between his legs yeah. and he's mm. just holding her and just, oh, gosh mm-hmm. dang. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we considered the fencing scene in hello stranger, which has yes. a lot of accidental erection grazing as we discussed. <laughs> um, we discussed the marriage of inconvenience wedding scene, which I just love because they just start like going at it and forget that anybody else is in the room and it's hilarious. Um, but when we got down to it, we had to pick the texting scene in Roomies. Now, if you've read Roomies, um, and if you listen to our episode, this scene, I was just so, like, I don't know why it affected me so much, but I was just like, that is just such a genius, like, plot device. It's so good. It's that they're having to fake this fake, fake, quote-unquote fake, this relationship, and so they're sending each other, like, dirty texts. flirty sexy text messages to each other while they're in the same room and they're kind of like just oh. in case you know the, they check their phones to see yeah, how they interact. but they're kind of but it's like becoming really real and they're you know like wondering how real it is between the two of them and it's just so good it's just so like, they're sitting there having like a normal conversation but then they're texting these really flirty yes. things to each other and it's oh really it's so good. And if when they make the movie of that book, if that is not in there, I'm going to be deeply upset. Um, but we got some good recommendations for this uh, as well. Uh, Kazmataz1981 on Instagram, she suggested the elevator in The Hating Game, so that yes. which she picked. My favorite one in The Hating Game, though, is, and I've told you this, the... Um, when they're at his apartment and she's like hanging on his front, uh, the front of his chest, like a yeah. koala bear. Yeah. <laughs> just, and just like, holding and on. he's just walking around the kitchen doing stuff in the kitchen. And good. she's just clinging onto him. I just, the, the image of that is so cute. Yeah. Um, Sarah's picks were, well, she, first Sarah guessed, she said, possibly something from Rumi's. I haven't read it yet, but I recall you both were swooning over this book a lot oh. throughout the podcast. Yeah, Sarah, girl, you should read that book. Yeah. I loved that book. Um, 
But then I asked, I wrote back to Sarah and I said, but what were your swooniest moments? And she said, they are from my other two top reads of the year in From Lukov with Love by Mariana Zapata when we find out Ivan orchestrated the whole partnership from the beginning and he tells Jazz she's his best friend, favorite person, and the only partner he'll ever have. That is a really good one. That was I a should good have said, I should have said spoiler alert, but... That book is really good. You should really read. I really loved that book. Um, and then Sarah also said, and in The Governess Game by Tessa Dare, when Chase reveals he vividly recalls his and Alex's first meeting collision months ago in the bookshop and that he couldn't forget her and won't let the world slash observatory slash universe forget her either. And that was really good. Um, so those were some good picks. Uh, for best new to us category. Um, So this is any book that has been published before 2018 that we read for the first time this year um, that we wanted to give a shout out to. Um, So we considered any of the knitting in the city, which like we said, was um, new to us this year. At least most of it was new to me this year. Um, Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold, which is a Western that we read this year. We both really loved that one. Um, We considered Indigo, the Hating Game, which you know we love. Um, Flowers in the Storm, which is classic, and um, and we re- we did really like that one. Um, but this one had to go to Long Shot by our girl Kennedy Ryan. Um, so good. Yeah, that book is so good. It like I think about that book a lot. Yeah, um, I would say this needs to go in the category of. A th- us the most yeah it's and it like stick stays with you longer than a lot of these other books um i really recommend that book if you have not read that um and you know give our give our episode on that one a listen i think yeah. it's a good episode it is a good episode. um listener kazmataz 1981 on instagram she guessed correctly and said long shot um sarah said if i recall correctly flowers from the storm was a new read for both of you and it was one of my favorites when i had read it years ago and yeah that was we did like that one we did like that one but like i said long shot is just the one that and you you can't really go by that because we like like all the books we read we like all the books (laughs) yeah um so best of 2018 the big one uh this was another very hard category there was a lot of really good books that came out this year um, we considered The Duke with the Dragon Tattoo by Kerrigan Byrne, Dominate by Amy Dawes, Accidental Tryst by Natasha Boyd, Wicked in the Wallflower by Sarah McLean, From Lukov with Love by Mariana Zapata, Roomies by Christina Lauren, Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang, and Dr. Strangebeard by Penny Reed. But in the end, and this was really hard. It was really hard. It was really hard, we, but we, we are going. For a while. Drum roll! We are going with *Marriage of Inconvenience* by Penny Reed as our best book of 2018. Just because it was such a good wrap up of that whole series, it was. Just... Now I know y'all are shocked that we picked a Penny Reed book, and <laughs> we are already talking Wait, about who? making adjustments. To where we can't pick Penny Reed next year for best book of 2018. Because here's the thing. Billy and Claire's book is coming out next year. And y'all know we're going to love that. But um, Marriage of Inconvenience is just... I mean, that is the book that we could have picked for any of these categories. Yeah. Dan could... Dan easily almost did get best book boyfriend. They almost got best audiobook. Uh, Sweetest moment. Yes. I mean, so many categories where this book could have won. We love this book. Uh, We love... It's also just such a great wrap to the series. And so we felt like that needed to be rewarded. And that is why Marriage of Inconvenience is our best book of 2018. It was a tough choice. Yeah. Um, Kazmataz1981 said her pick would be Dr. Strangebeard. Which, Which is was very worthy. Very and the worthy. thing with Dr. Strangebeard is that I did not know what to expect with Roscoe's book because we had not spent much time with him, but I ended up loving that book. It's so good. Um, and Sarah, she said her pick would hands down be The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. I loved this book so much. So, so did we. 
Yeah, and I think Emily on Facebook also said that hers would be Kiss Quotient. Um, so we know, and we also loved that one, and especially for that being a debut book, like it's amazing how good it is and how well it did, and um, and I'm really glad that 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 Kiss Quotient won for best romance on the Goodreads um, contest. I think yeah. that is a great pick to especially very representative of the romance community. Um, but we had to give our girl Penny some some extra love because um, she really delivered this year. I mean, the fact that she had two that were in the best of yeah. 2018. Um, so those are our picks for the best of the years uh, that we had. It was a great year in romance, I think. And um, we're excited to see what 2019 has to bring. We are. And we hope you guys are going to join us for that ride. Especially (laughs) since we're doing more books next year. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Okay. So thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for How the Dukes Stole Christmas by Sarah McLean, Tessa Dare, Sophie Jordan, and Joanna Shoup. What a lineup. And our Christmas movie review in two weeks on December 24th. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Spend Christmas with Ellen and her mom. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah. We will not judge you guys if you don't listen to us on christmas eve or christmas um, Day. we you totally will judge you we were going to be counting the numbers and we're going to be looking at who yeah. listens yeah that's right because we have that capability um <laughs> you can also find us on twitter and instagram at not your mom's rom or on facebook or goodreads or email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com and don't forget to leave a review be- on whatever podcast provider you so choose because it helps the show and also we just love reading them um so until next time on christmas eve we'll see you guys later bye mom bye ellen